Welcome everyone. Today we have a special treat. We usually are recording conversations on the couch, but today I am meeting with, so I'm Lynette Ellis and this is Jackie Landon and her husband Kelly Landon and their sweet daughter-in-law Chantal Landon. Chantal and we're actually meeting in Jackie and Kelly's bedroom. So I, I'm going to say we're going to call this maybe bedside stories. <laughs> so this is this is kind of a unique one. But many of you probably have not had the opportunity to meet Jackie and Kelly. So they actually live with, they're in an attached home with uh, Darren and Chantel. And they moved in about, has it been about two years? Two and a half, yeah. yeah two and a half years. Two. Okay, and then with with COVID and everything, um, they have not been out to church. So um, anyway, we, we're excited to be able to get to know both of you a little bit better today. So can you, Jack, Jackie, would you like to just tell us a little bit about your background, maybe how you and Kelly met, a little bit about your growing up? I know you had um, not an easy childhood, but... No. <laughs> yes. Um well, I was born in Lubbock, Texas, and uh, lived there off and on uh, between there and California most of my life uh, because my mother couldn't decide where she really wanted to live, I think. Um, I, I uh, was uh, born in the church. Uh, my mother was one of the very first members of the church in Lubbock. And uh, with along with her mother and two uh, half brothers, and um, I remember about that time that my mother told me that there was enough people to fill the jury box in the courthouse. That was all that there was, <laughs> and um, then of course it, it grew, and uh, now there's even a temple there. And it's also a mission. And it's just amazing how many people, um, you know, went to Lubbock. They might have gone to teach at the college there. And it was a, a wonderful time because we were so close to one another. And um, I remember that the missionaries would always seem to hit our house about the time we were going to have lunch or dinner. Perfect. <laughs> Smart boys. And so we we were uh, very close to a lot of the missionaries. And um, it was just a, a fun life. And my mother and father unfortunately divorced when I was five. And um, it was right at the time that my brother joined the family and unfortunately, um, I stood out in the hall holding my dad's hand and trying to pull him in so he could see my baby brother, and he refused. He did not want to see my brother. And since that time, I've, I figured that he knew that there was a, a split coming in the family and that he did not want to get close to John I, he was already losing his daughter, okay. and he didn't want, want to feel that hurt as much. 
as it would have been if he'd have seen John. Right. So and he did. He never did see John until he was two years old. Oh wow! So was your mom? Was she a convert to the church? Uh, well, yes. Uh, her mother and her two step uh, half brothers were members because of a, my grandmother's second marriage. But mother didn't join the church with them. She, uh, when she finally was asked, why uh, weren't you baptized? And mother says, nobody asked me. Oh. She was 18 when she was baptized. Okay. But So I say she was probably almost a member from when she was little. Right, just not the formal- formality yeah. of being baptized. Yeah. yeah. So that's basically that mother took us to California after uh, John was born. And I can't remember how long we stayed. Uh, my mother's mother, all of her family was uh, living in and around Modesto, California. And so we went there after, you know, my mom and dad split. And then we went back to Lubbock. Why, I don't remember my mother even saying why. But we went back to, to Lubbock and and stayed until I was probably nine and a half. So, uh, and then we went back to California and moved up and down the state. <laughs> You've done a lot of moving. Yeah. We've done a lot of moving. <laughs> Even Kelly and I have done a lot yeah. of moving. <laughs> but then uh, my mother and dad remarried. And when I was uh, just graduating from high school, and so she went back to Lubbock, and um, oh, I don't know how long it had been, not but just a few months, I guess. Um, and I started getting kind of reading between the lines, and I got the impression that I was needed back with mom and dad and John, especially for John. And because my dad is, of course, not a member. And, and how much younger younger is John than John you? is five years younger than okay, I am. Okay, so you'd be a big help to him. So, I just felt like that I needed to to be there for him and make sure that he could get to church when my mom was possibly doing something with my dad. And so I went back and stayed until I was twenty one. And at that time, my I had a girlfriend that was living with his her grandparents, and you know, coming to church. And she was going home. She lived in Pasadena, and um, she says, "Come, go home with me." And I said, "Oh, I can't do that." <laughs> and she she talked me into it, and so. I went specifically to stay through the summer and because uh, I turned 21 in March and um, laughingly told everyone I was going to find a husband. <laughs> Not really meaning to, <laughs> but unfortunately I did. <laughs> so you met Kelly in that, during yes. that summer. Yeah, uh, uh, we were both representing each 
others' wards in a, a stake committee. And that's how we kind of got um, in, involved with each other. Okay. By, you know, that. And so at that, uh, let me tell you, that at that time, uh, President Howard Hunter was our state president. Really? Yes. Wow. And, in fact, he was Kelly's bishop when he was a boy. Wow. So <laughs> That's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. We have a very good remembrance of him. Yes. Anyway, um, eventually we got together. So I, thanks I wanna, to a friend. I want to hear Kelly's side. So, <laughs> so you grew up in California then, I'm assuming. Yeah, I was born uh, I was born in Pasadena, but grew up in South Pasadena, which is a separate city from Pasadena. A lot of people get that confused. But South Pasadena, even though it's located south of Pasadena, <laughs> it's a separate city. Okay. And does its own thing. <laughs> At any rate, uh, growing up there, my mother was a member of the church, but my father was not a member of the church. But through many, many years, when he was older, I think he was in his 60s, he finally joined the church. And it was almost as if he had been a member all of his life. That's the kind of person that he was. Oh, really a fantastic guy. So he was always supportive of your mother yes. attending church and well, that, raising the children? That was one of the conditions of marriage. and uh, But he loved to go hunting and fishing, and he passed that love on to me, and I've passed that love of hunting and fishing on to our six sons, and they all enjoy it. Okay. So that's kind of the, the background there. So, so when you met when you met Jackie for the first time, do you remember anything about that? The main thing I remember about Jackie is watching her dance. She loved to dance and she was really good at it. And I am the world's worst dancer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the main thing that I noticed about her. She was really a good dancer. I also was attracted to her big, round, brown eyes. Oh, <laughs> she does have beautiful eyes. And I just want to interject here. If you could see how beautiful Jackie looks today, <laughs> and it's too bad that we're not filming this instead of just doing a voice recording because she looks beautiful. <laughs> Thank heavens. <laughs> so her big brown eyes, you you fell in love with those big brown eyes. Well, that was part of it. Yeah. <laughs> she was really good looking too. <laughs> so so was was this at, did they have youth dances through the church? That yeah, you would... they did. We, there was a Saturday night dance available at the East Los Angeles Stake Center every Saturday night. And people would gather, members of the church, young people, 
would go to those dances. A lot of non-members would go to those dances. And there, it was well known. People would come from all over Southern California to those dances. And that's basically where Jackie and I finally got together was at the East LA State Dance. Okay. And what did you, so Jackie, what did you think of his dancing? It was okay. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> it, it was fine, you know. Yeah. Uh, it worked. <laughs> it's funny, though. My first impression of him was, he, he, like he said, he went with his dad. They went fishing every Saturday in the summer. And he was really tan and this bleached blonde hair, very good looking. <laughs> oh, so kind of like your, I think what you imagine your California beach boy, right? Uh, he looked right. He was, he was Just about. everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, that's where we initially got together and I, we dated for just a few times and then it, I was not too sure if I wanted to go out with him again. <laughs> so he went into the National Guard and um, I don't even know how many months you'd been in and a friend of ours cooked it up that we were to get together. So it's his this friend's fault that I supposedly broke up an, uh, an engagement. He was almost engaged to another girl. Oh. <laughs> but... Uh, and had you stayed in California this whole time, or had you gone back to Lubbock? No, that I never went back to you Lubbock. You never did? Okay. We stayed... I stayed in California until I graduated from high school, went to Lubbock, came back on that summer. Okay. And... You met him. Uh, after we got engaged... I'll tell you, he decided he didn't want to marry me. Oh, here's a good story. <laughs> this was have on... you heard this, Chantel? I don't know that I have. <laughs> it was be interesting. I've heard some new things. <laughs> it was July 4th weekend, and our holiday, and Kelly and I had um, gone to uh, Lake Mead with another couple to uh, go for the, you know, the holiday. And we were camping out, and it was so hot that we were sleeping outside, and he told me he didn't want to get married. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you receive that? <laughs> like I said, this was July 4th. We were to be married the 27th of August. Oh. I had everything bought, planned for. Right. And, boy, I had to talk. <laughs> and I, when I finally found out why he was scared, it's because I had never been hunting and fishing. Oh, and you wanted to make sure he that that would be a part of your life. To get that taken away from him. Okay. <laughs> and so well, I finally talked to him and I says, I don't care if you go, just don't go every week yet. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, we 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 tried, <laughs> got ourselves back on track. Good. Well, and I was thinking when you were saying how you would go hunting every 
Saturday with your dad, but you'd also make it home for the dances, right? Yeah. Well, it was really fishing. It was deep okay. sea fishing. Oh, on the we, ocean. Yes. Uh, my dad and a good friend of his had partnered on a 32-foot sport fishing boat that they kept docked in San Diego. So every, not every weekend, but during this fishing season, which was basically would start in the month of May, and go through September. We would travel down to San Diego, get on the boat, and it would leave dock about one or two o'clock in the morning. And we would wake up at five o'clock in the morning at the Coronado Islands in Mexico. And that's where we did most of our fishing. And we had many wonderful memories of really good fishing and really good outdoor adventures. So that was basically our life back then. We really enjoyed it. Even Jackie, after we got married, she even went with us and she got introduced to deep sea fishing. And we used live bait. (laughs) which was anchovies and in order for her to be able to fish she had to grab a hold of an anchovy and put the hook not the hook (laughs) the hook through its gills and mouth in order to uh, fish for it was basically yellowtail and yellow and uh, albacore that we fished for. But I really remember the first time that she, I told her to take one of those anchovies and put it on, on the hook. <laughs> she wouldn't do it. And I finally had to take her hand and force the fish into her hand and she <laughs> she didn't like that but she did it and that's when i knew that she was a real trooper <laughs> well and and did it take a while to get your sea legs jackie i, I think for me I, I mean i'm not used to being out on the ocean and just that rocking did no it it didn't okay. uh, the only re- i got a little bit seasick that particular time because um, not being used to sleeping on a boat mm-hmm. as it was rocking or and the noise of the motor and all of that, I didn't get a lot of sleep. And so when I first got up, I was a little, you know, nauseated and yeah. everything from the motion of the boat. But other times we, that uh, I went out several times, only it usually... Uh, well, we went that one time in the bay, and that we there were red flag warnings, and we headed out. We were going to go outside the breakwater, and the boat was going like this, <laughs> and we finally they decided to turn around and go back. That was the only time that I was really ever scared okay. of being on the boat and in the ocean. Yeah, that thirty-two foot boat felt like an eight-foot dinghy. Oh, That's how bad the, the 
and I don't do. swim. Oh, yes, Another so that's thing. an added... Oh, yeah. let, let me... <laughs> when I first hooked into my first fish, they said you had to follow the boat, uh, follow the fish wherever it went, around the, you know, the boat, oh, yeah. all the way around. And so, sure enough, that was the first thing that fish did, was head toward the front of the boat. There was a... About that much of a boat between me and the the ocean, and I had to hold on to the uh, railing. Yeah, the railing to go around to the front. Oh! And I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, "If you go over, don't let loose of the uh, oh. hole." Oh no! <laughs> was it you or your dad? I think it was your dad that went behind me. To make right. and help, he was holding the the pole as we went around. Okay, <laughs> and then so of course it came secure. back, and I had to come back. I'll never forget that was <laughs> I was scared to death, okay. but it weighed twenty seven pounds. Oh yeah, it took a it's while like to a bring small it child. in. Child, yes, yeah, yeah. So I love that you were able to embrace what what Kelly loved. So did you, Kelly? Did you ever take up dancing? Did you continue dancing after you were married? As little as possible. <laughs> I didn't like it. Yeah. No, our it. dancing days were practically over with. Yeah. <laughs> From then on. <laughs> but uh, I, I also really loved to hunt. And fortunately, she liked to hunt deer. Oh, good. And so we... We did a certain amount of deer hunting, but as time went by, I kind of lost my desire for deer hunting. Well, and then you had six boys, so yes. ideal uh, family for hunting and fishing, and not so much dancing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of, well, Kelly was into bird hunting, that's what he liked, really liked to do, and I wasn't interested in that. And uh, we went pheasant hunting a, a few times, and uh, I wasn't interested in that either. And so he would go do that. We went uh, near, I guess we'd been married just a few months or so. We went dove hunting for the first time. And um, I remember how pleased my father-in-law was i got out of 10 a possible i got eight dove oh wow and that had been the first time i'd ever been hunting wow <laughs> so <laughs> i guess i how that's impressive you know, not a large bird yeah <laughs> that's good i yeah. heard that before yeah it's uh, impressive <laughs> they're hard to hit they they do a lot of diving and oh, they I, I was fast. totally thrilled, but excited and shocked that I didn't do that well. <laughs> well, and I bet, I bet, I bet Kelly just fell all in love with you all over again because you were <laughs> a good yeah. aim. I, I, I proved myself a, a again, good, yeah. good match. Yes, yes. Yeah. Now, I remember when I was visiting with you last time, you told the story of when you decided to move to Utah, right? Yeah. Do you want to share that? 
Would you like to share about that? Well, basically, the I wanted to get out of California. The, the traffic was so unbelievably horrible. And, uh, I mean, I, we only lived 11 miles away from where my work was, and yet it took me an hour just to get to work, 11 miles. It was ridiculous. And the smog was getting so bad, and the, even the ocean fishing was starting to disappear. And on, the hunting opportunities in California were rapidly disappearing. And uh, so it got to the point where I said, I think we need to move and try to get somewhere where we can have more freedom. And uh, so that's basically what we did. I, we sold the, our car and bought a trucking camper and we had our first son, he was one year old, and we just packed everything into the trucking camper and we took off from California trying to find a place to live and almost went to Idaho, but at the last minute I had a feeling that we need to go to Utah, so we did. And we've now lived more years in Utah than we have California. Well, we, we stored our furniture and stuff at Tom and Velma's. Don't you remember that? They were our, Tom and Velma were our friends that we had, they were our friends where we went to Lake Mead. Yeah, we were with them. Okay. And we remained friends with them all these years. But they now live in Washington. But that's a long story about (laughs) about our friendship with them. And... uh, but well, we we remained friends with them throughout all these years. Good. They got married one week before we did. No, well, they got married on the sixth, and then we married yeah. on the twenty seventh. That was a shock to us. We didn't know that they were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it it was a an interesting time because. You wouldn't dare do that now. But like we said, we just took off and toured the West and came. Oh, well, our first house in Utah was in American Fork. Okay, so not far from here. No, we kind of made <laughs> one circle here, came back to Utah County. And, and, and so, one of our neighbors is actually... Uh, his name is Carl Warnick, and if you know the Warnicks, they're very uh, well known in this area in Pleasant Grove, but at the time it was called Manila. And of course, I guess you know that the Manila State. Right. So. And he lives just a couple of blocks over here in the house that he was born into. But when we first moved to American Fork, like I say, 
we were just a couple of houses away from Carl Warnick and his wife Janice, who is the brother of Lavelle Edwards. Oh, and, wow. Or, I should Her say sister. This, the sister to Lavelle Edwards. So. Yeah. <laughs> nice knowing that there was a connection there, yes. although we never met him. <laughs> but, but I didn't even know Carl was living in this area again. And I visited with him the other day. So we had a lot to talk about from the old days back in 1964. Wow, yeah, that's a lot of years that have passed. I'm yeah. sure there was lots to catch up on. Yeah. 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 Well, we had six boys. We had, well, actually we had seven. Our My fifth pregnancy was a set of twins. And um, I went into labor two months early. And um, one of the twins was stillborn. And so we've had seven, but uh, we always had hoped to get a girl, but we didn't. <laughs> we got wonderful daughter-in-laws. And I want to tell a story about Darren. And where does Darren fit? Is he the oldest, or where's, where, where does Darren fit in the He's six? He's number three. Number three, yeah, okay. number three. I'm number three. First one of our boys to marry. Um, we would have the kids home on Sundays for dinner. Uh, Darren was, um, with, um, I guess he, he was at the Y at that time. Yeah, and, when we met, you mean? Um, at that time. He and his best friend from California, they were real close, and, he, and both of them were going to the Y. And one Sunday, uh, his friend came, too, for dinner, and he said, um, he was talking about whatever was going on, and he mentioned this girl's name, and he says, remember the name Chantel. And they had just barely started dating, I guess. And um, uh, what's his name? Lance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, he he could see what was happening, and sure enough, uh, he proposed. That, I don't think he you didn't been going together even two months, was it? I told Lynette the story yesterday. Yeah. It's very quick. So we weren't. <laughs> We weren't surprised. <laughs> anyway, and then uh, our oldest two uh, didn't get married until each of them were about 27 years old. And uh, the one, unfortunately, didn't, marriage didn't last. But anyway, it was just a wonderful time. The boys, like I said, they'd come home and for Sunday dinner, and, and then they'd, uh, we'd have, we lived up the canyon at the time, Provo Canyon, and we had a pool. And so the kids would have parties at, at our house so we could, they could swim in the pool. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> it kept us young. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway, all the boys but one have served missions, and 
Uh, one went to Brazil, one to Canada. Darren went to France, and Brett went to Ohio, and Galen went to Tallahassee, Florida. So we're really grateful for their, you know, their service in the for the church, and and of course Kelly and I've had plenty of opportunities to serve. Yeah. So can you think of, I'd love to hear about um, a challenge maybe that you went through that um, you were able to rely on, rely on the Savior. Can you think of a challenge that you've been through together where you were able to overcome something or can you think of something like that? Um, at the time, I didn't think of it as as uh, a blessing or whatever. After um, the twins were born, um, about six months into after after they were born, I started having uh, in, going into depression. And um, I found myself going down the road one day and thinking that I'd just turn the wheel one direction, I could end it all. Oh. Not serious, but I, it scared me. And then after that, I, I kind of pulled myself out of it. And then when the first birthday was coming about three days before I started crying and I cried and I cried for th- and one of my neighbors she found me you know found out I was been having troubles and I told her she says well it is about time because I never grieved really for the the twin I lost oh, right and it was because I was concerned about the twin that lived. Right, he was and all those creamy. other boys. He yes. was. He only weighed three, uh, eight, and he was in the hospital for about five weeks, and so all of my time was spent at the hospital when I could be there, and everything else, and then we had to be very careful when. We were, you know, if he got sick or anything because of his lungs, and it, and we were worried about that. But then after I finally came to terms with why I was, you know, grieving and why I was crying, was finally coming to terms with the death and being able to see that, you know, I would have that baby anyway. And the hereafter, hopefully. I was told at the time by a bishop that that would happen. Right. So I felt like the Lord was was telling me something that I really needed to learn. Right. I'm glad you were, you were able to recognize yeah. 
uh, what you were feeling or that neighbor helped you to see that, you know, what, yeah. that is part of the process that you did lose a child. Yeah. And even though you were busy, you know, caring for that preemie baby and those other boys, yeah. that you, your heart them. still need your heart still needed to go through that process yeah. of grieving and, and healing. But um, I, I just remember how, how grateful I was that I finally realized what was wrong with me, mm-hmm. for one, you know. And so, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I don't so, so what part has the church played in your lives all of these years? Well, having faith in our Heavenly Father and knowing the truth of things has been a major part of my life. I'm sure in the life of all of our children, too, that without the church, we would just be totally lost, especially considering the conditions in the world today. Knowing the truth and having testimonies is so important to us, to me and to my wife and to all of our children. Without that, we would just be totally gone. <laughs> so we're just all very grateful for our testimonies. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I think that uh, what brought me the most uh, understanding and looking at my mother and what she did to raise my brother and I in the church on her own. And uh, her mother helped to, at least taking over some of the babysitting. But my mother was active and faithful until the very end. And I am so grateful for her. And for her um, example that uh, she she gave to John and I. And John went on a mission, and she was, for the most part, able to pay all of that. Wow, even as a single mom. Yeah, as a single mother. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm just so grateful for her example. I got real aggravated at her every once in a while. <laughs> but anyway... Um, she was just just neat. That's awesome. And I feel like we've reaped the benefits of your testimonies in raising, you know, Darren is such a great part of our ward. And now with, yeah. with Chantel, we just love having them in our ward. And we're kind of grateful for her, yeah. too. <laughs> Both of them, too. Yeah. <laughs> and wishing he had been to here earlier. <laughs> I'd have to get me back out, out of the wheelchair into bed. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) So how is your health? How are you feeling? I'm fine, except I can't get up. (laughs) from, uh, I can't walk. But other than that, I'm, you know, doing okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just impressed. Uh, If any of you sisters have a chance to come over and meet Jackie and Kelly, they're just delightful to visit with. And just even being bedridden, you're just... You look at, I look at you and I just see joy. 
So I can see, even though, you know, your circumstances are not the easiest. And Kelly, you've had some health challenges for quite a while. Yeah, I I have multiple sclerosis, and that's been a challenge for quite a number of years. My first symptoms appeared in 1958, about the same time I graduated from college, and I went to USC. Uh, I'm... I am a great USC sports fan, but I'm also a a BYU fan. So it's interesting. (laughs) There's one other thing you need to know. Jackie and I fell in love with the Dodgers back in the 1950s. And we had never met each other. We didn't even know each other, but we became Dodger fans clear back in the 50s when they played the New York Yankees in the World Series. And our favorite player back at that time was um, Jackie Robinson. And this was before you even met. I was in high school. You independently fell in love with the Dodgers and the same player. Yeah. Okay. And, And who would have thought a girl with no father and male influence would be a, a baseball fan. Right. And living in I, I love the, the oh, local team in Modesto <laughs> and then the Dodgers. And <laughs> so it's just really amazing. <laughs> and to this day, we still are able to watch on TV, mostly, uh, the Dodger games. So you've and, been lifelong Dodger fans. And our kids are Dodger fans, too. Good. <laughs> most, yeah, most of it. But Darren usually comes in and tells me, the Dodgers lost when they actually won. Oh, <laughs> just to get under your skin. <laughs> <laughs> but, so it's kind of, uh, you know, a thrill to share that with our boys. Michael sometimes calls us, that's our oldest boy. They will sometimes call us and say, did you see the Dodgers? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Well, it has been just a delight meeting with you today and learning a little bit more about you. Um, Is there any last parting words that you'd like to share? I can't think of anything. No. It's been nice. (laughs) Uh, We have certainly received a warm welcome from the local members of the church here in Pleasant Grove. And that we're very, very appreciative of. The people here are very nice and they're very active in the church. and They have great testimonies. We haven't gotten to know very many of them yet, but the people that we do know we're very impressed with this area. Good. I agree. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that through this uh, little recording that, that the members, the sisters and the other members will feel like they got to know both of you a little bit more and might have the opportunity to come by and visit. If they do, that we'd appreciate that. Okay, so you're always open welcome. to visitors, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm always here. Okay. <laughs> I don't go anywhere. Well, thank you so much for visiting with us today. Thank you.